0: Welcome back to another episode of The Breathing 411. Let's jump straight into this week's four thoughts. The first one is titled, The Most Helpful Breathing Tip I Found. It's embarrassingly cliche and simple, and it is, because here is one of the best things I've literally ever discovered for my breathing practice. Here it is. Don't take 10 breaths. Take one breath 10 times. Don't do five minutes of breathing consciously take one breath over and over until your five minute timer goes off it sounds silly but it works uh you know we hear that all the time right just go one breath at a time one step at a time all these different things but i read a book called joy on demand and uh something about the way that it was said in there, made, made it made sense, so I started trying it, and it really made my breathing practices like a billion times better in flyby. Like, yeah, you just get into the zone, it's like, oh, I can take one breath, that's simple. Uh, but then when you just think of each breath you take that way, yeah, it's crazy, I'm rambling, I should stop. But yeah, I find it really helpful, so give that a try. And with that, we'll move on to thought number two, how to build a stronger mind so in peak mind dr amishi jaw describes a mindfulness push-up as the following number one you shine your attention on your breath number two your mind wanders and you notice it number three you redirect your mind to the breath as she says quote this is what we might call the push-up of a mindfulness breathing exercise in quote and I just like absolutely love that analogy because to me it conveys the most crucial aspect of mindfulness. You know, just like repeated physical push-ups make our physical muscles stronger, right? Repeated mindfulness push-ups make our minds stronger. And this means, right, we need our minds to wander. We need to get distracted, notice it so that we can come back to the breath. That is how our minds get stronger because we end up doing more mindfulness push-ups, right? So if you think about going to workout, you know, if you did more push-ups, you would get stronger, your muscles would get might get bigger or they'll at least get stronger, right? And the same here. We go to do our breathing, our meditation, that one breath over and over, right? We get distracted, of course, everyone does, and then you come back to it, you come back to it, and that is actually what's building the muscle of mindfulness. Yeah, I love that, such a good analogy. All right, let's move on to thought number three, It is titled, Breathing must be practiced not just in solitude. And here is a quote, Spirituality must be practiced not just in solitude, but also among people. Open up to people around you and feel connected. This is the true challenge of spiritual practice, end quote. And that is Haman Sunim from the wonderful little book, The Things You Can See Only When You Slow Down. And of course, all of you know, listening to this, right, one of my favorite things to do is take passages unrelated to breathing and, con- and contemplation type practices and relate them to that. Here, the word spirituality was used, which, of course, can be associated with the breath pretty directly. But I just think this concept of not just practicing in solitude, but among people feeling connected, this is... The exact same for our breathing or really any contemplative practice, yoga, meditation, right? It must be performed not just in solitude, but in real life. We have to realize that how we do or do not reply to comments on social media is our practice, right? How we do or do not reply to emails that provoke us is our practice. How we do or do not interact with friends and family is our practice and on and on and on for all aspects of our life, right? So. This is the true challenge. We have to use our favorite contemplative practice to fundamentally change who we are, right? And how we interact with the world for the better. Uh, It kind of comes naturally, but sometimes we forget, you know, like that replying and all these different things really are a reflection of our practice. Um, and, And just remembering that it's not just in solitude where all these things occur. All right, let's move on to thought number four. Two ways to keep your practice interesting. So here is number 1. Switch up your routine or exercises every, you know, 15 to 30 days to continuously create novelty. We seek novelty, so switching things up every, you know, 15-30 days seems like a good sweet spot for getting that novelty. But here is number 2. Cultivate mindfulness so the same old boring exercises continuously create novelty. I love that one a lot uh, for people who would like to stick with the same thing. If we cultivate, cultivate mindfulness, then those won't be so boring, right? This was actually inspired by something I heard, I believe it was in Altered Traits, about experienced meditators who, they uh, got a they heard a bell ringing, right? It was like a ding ding, I don't know exactly what it sounded like, but some sort of bell ringing over and over, and non-meditators and meditators listen to this, The non-meditators got used to it, right? And eventually their brains showed that they filtered it out, essentially, like they got rid of it. However, the experienced meditators, each time that bell chimed, it was like brand new to them. Their brains lit up just like the first time they heard it. That is mindfulness, right? They heard each one in a new light. Um, And so the same could be true with our breathing practice, right? The same old boring practices can continuously create novelty if we cultivate mindfulness. Uh, All right. I rambled on too long. It's a really short thought, but I talked about it way too long. So it's either switch up your routine or cultivate mindfulness. And a little PS to that one. There is no right or wrong. Right. And you can use both approaches simultaneously if you prefer. We are all humans. We are all different. Use whichever approach you like the best. All right. Let's with that. I'll move on to the one quote for this week. It's a great one. Here it is. Quote. Practicing to walk and breathe mindfully helps you dwell more in the real world so you can get in touch with the wonders of life in the present moment and nourish and heal your body and mind. End quote. And that is Thich Not Han. And that is from the book uh, Peace Is Every Breath, which I just finished up an awesome little book. All right. Uh, and finally, the one answer for this week, the category is breathing basics. And the answer is the way your breathing responds to higher carbon dioxide or lower oxygen is generally referred to as this. What is chemoreflex sensitivity? All right, that is it for this week. Remember, don't take 10 breaths, take one breath 10 times. Remember to build a stronger mind. We do those mindfulness push ups. Shine your attention on your breath, your mind wanders, you notice that it wanders and you come back, that is how you build a stronger mind. Remember not to just practice your breathing in solitude to realize that everything is our practice. And finally, remember to keep your practice interesting, you can switch up your routine or just cultivate mindfulness so those same old boring exercises you do every day create novelty and you can do that in any aspect of your life. And as always now, uh, just try to, you know, even if you got distracted listening to this, even if your mind wandered up a lot, right, that's the point, come back to it. But uh, is there any one thing, one idea, one thought from this 411 that you can take with you, you know, to nourish your body, nourish your mind to bring more peace, more humility, more of just you into this world and, and make the world a little bit better place. So uh, yeah, think about that. If there's anything that helped you out. And uh, I thank you as always for listening and I'll see you next time.